Hey everybody, it's uh, Monday, 7th of June. I'm going to talk a little bit about D-Day. I know the president and the vice president didn't tweet anything out, didn't really post anything about D-Day. It's D-Day plus one. Uh, There's a lot of people 77 years ago did not sleep last night. Uh, There's a lot of soldiers that were alive uh, 77 years ago plus 24 hours that are no longer alive. And to think that, you know, assault of those beaches and basically a boat that, you know, a 50 caliber machine gun could shoot right through. I mean, just it's just utterly amazing uh, what they did and how they did it. And it's utterly amazing, too, the amount of casualties that we took. And, and, and you know, the amount of casualties we took were so, so fewer than like the, the Russians and the Germans took on the Eastern Front. Uh, but the fact that people still got up and did it. And and it's it's I mean the casual the casualty list the the, the day's casualties uh, and it's kind of amazing you know you get to look and of course we had both the Pacific and the the uh, European theaters going on but even in in like March of 1945 the amount of casualties that we were taking was just tremendous but oh well I just wanted to talk a little bit about the uh, D Day. And the brave men that basically assaulted uh, Fortress Europe 77 years ago. And the fact that, um, you know, what they did was just utterly, utterly, utterly amazing. Now we're going to talk a little bit about uh, weather, a little bit about the grain markets. Grain markets have been up and down this morning. Uh, been, you know, on both sides of everything here. Uh, it's uh, it's kind of interesting. And, and you look at the, I go to the National Weather Service, you know, and I look at a lot of things there, just kind of peruse around. Uh, and, and one thing, one thing though, that, that, uh, that they're talking about is that the Colorado River is having like one of its driest periods in 1200 years. Now, I'm not quite sure how they know what the weather was for all those 1200 years since we didn't have a weather station. And I know they're using the tree rings, they're using all that kinds of stuff, but yet, you know, to, to, to make some of these statements based on, you know, we don't actually have a written down, this is how warm it was, this is how cold it was. Now, you get into the northeastern United States where you had some people keeping weather records back, you know, like 1715, this one German immigrant moved into some place in Connecticut and started keeping basically weather records, and then, like, his kid kept keeping weather records. So you actually there have the actual written down, this is how cold it was every morning, this is how warm it was. Of course, somebody could say, well, how calibrated was his was his uh, thermometer? But oh well, I digress. Let's talk about some of the stuff that's going on. I think the garden spot of the crops right now could be central Illinois. Uh, there's some really good looking crops in this geography. But uh, let's talk about rugby North Dakota. That's kind of straight north of Bismarck. It's kind of like, I would say it's halfway between Bismarck and the Canadian border. It's not that far from the Canadian border, but it's not really like on the Canadian border. But there's a thousand cow-calf pairs going for sale in Rugby, North Dakota. And that's a lot, from what I'm told, that's a lot of cow-calf pairs for that sale barn to be handling in a day. And people, you know, they, they, they're feeding hay, their, their grass is running out. Uh, seen some uh, video uh, that a person had posted in eastern Montana and was talking about it with some like bottom land that they normally get, get two cuttings of hay off of and they're not getting anything off of. 
and there's very little green there and they really don't want to turn the cows out to graze what little bit of stuff's there uh, because they do, they could, you know, really, I guess, hurt it, set it back for a long time. Uh, they, you know, there's, there's some problems up there. Uh, another person was talking about replanted frosted slash frozen crops in a hundred degree heat. Not sure they got enough moisture now to bring them up. You know, they, they had that frost and freeze that went through, uh, basically last week. And the South is still planting seed corn guy, that last year, he, he represents an area kind of southern Illinois, south Kentucky, Tennessee, uh, southeastern Missouri. Uh, his area uh, replanted last year a record number of bags, 7,000. But this year, he's had 5,000 bags of replant go out. And he was just talking about some, some of the, the amounts of rain that they've gotten down there and the fact that they wanted to plant this crop early down in the, in the south so they could get an early premium and get this thing matured up and get it shipped to New Orleans and maybe get some, you know, late August, early September premiums and get that grain going. And he's like, you're going to have to come up into the, into basically central Illinois, uh, northeastern Missouri to get those early crops because the guys down south just have not got them planted on time to get them done. Uh, and, and that's interesting. I, I went to the Sioux Falls, South Dakota, um, weather, uh, service page and their forecasts right, right at the top says heat and little, no precipitation. It sounds like a broken record. Uh, so basically that, that's kind of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, uh, Des Moines weather service. They were talking about short term dryness from basically a band that goes from southwestern Iowa up to northeastern Iowa, and they were talking about kind of a, a flash drought, kind of maybe won't be picked up on the drought monitor yet, but they were showing how uh, short-term lack of moisture it's had there. Um, so that's kind of a weather deal this morning. Now, the the, the grain markets, you know, people are going to say, well, why haven't they exploded? Well, I'm I'm not sure with the big break we had in the grain markets – along with the fact that it looks like lumber's kind of broke and some other stuff, that the speculators haven't kind of just decided to to go do something else, uh, to get them excited, to get them to jump back in this market after, you know, pretty big break in both the corn and beans. I think it's going to be a little bit tough, a little bit difficult. I know a guy that trades a little bit. I was talking to him yesterday. Uh, you know, he's doing coffee and cocoa. Uh, that's what that's what he's rolling on right now, and uh, of course those those are kind of like trading crude oil. The the size of those contracts, the amount of money out there, are pretty big. But he's just not, you know. He said, yeah, you know. He said, yeah, I could go to, you know. He go he he throws out the nine and nineteen number, but he said, you know, we're already sitting at seven and sixteen, and so you know he's just not too excited to jump on on board that thing now. Uh, some people are saying crude at seventy bucks is uh, overpriced, needs to go down. Uh, this guy was saying, you know, don't be surprised if we don't drive crude with something stupid up to a hundred bucks a barrel. He said, just it just seems like they want to drive it up there that high. He says it doesn't mean that it's worth that much. Uh, and he, and he he kind of laughed. He said, I'm not sure lumber was ever worth as high as lumber got there at one point. But he said they wanted to drive it up that high, and and you know you get enough buyers in a market and enough people wanting to own something, they can push that that high that far and get it done. Uh, 
and and that's what they did. So yeah, that's um, that's the the interesting parts of of where we're at. Um, you know, this week I think is going to be a telling week in some areas. I think in some places if they get a lot a lot of water um, or a, ba- a bailout rain, they're going to be okay. Other places, um, if it continues to stay hot and dry, you know, I'm having people tell me these are the this is the week that is going to start hurting it. You know, we haven't really hurt the crop yet. Yeah, it's dry. Yeah, we got some emergence concerns. Yeah, we got some soybeans in a few places lying in dry, laying in dry dirt, you know, and everything else. And uh, a couple people said, yeah, we had enough water to get it started, but it's just kind of sitting there right now. But if it stays hot and dry this week, then the, then it, then quote unquote you start taking bushels off the crop. And even though it's early, they're they're kind of talking. Yeah, we're going to take we're going to take a little bit of the top end off. Of course, what somebody tell me the potential for a corn crop is six hundred to eight hundred bushels an acre is in the bag. You know, if everything was perfect, that's what it would yield. And once you plant that everything just starts subtracting from that to what you end up getting in the fall. You know, there's that quote-unquote potential, and it just keeps subtracting down to whatever it comes in at. And, you know, nationally, you know, the USDA is talking 179.5, which to me um, is going to be probably tough to get to. But talking to the seed corn guy, you know, there's a lot of ground in places where it's been excessively dry, and we'll use the prairie pothole region of the of the the, the North Dakota, South Dakota, that, that kind of geography. They've rolled planters through places they haven't rolled planters through in 20 or 30 years because it's dry enough. They're going to have more acres. Now, if it doesn't rain, the, the quote-unquote regular farm ground is not going to yield anything. Maybe that pothole will a little bit. And the fact is that, you know, hey, you're playing the insurance game right now. The more acres you can get planted, even if you're not going to raise a crop, you're going to get your yield times that, you know, at least the spring price and maybe a higher fall price. And the more acres you plant, the more crop insurance dollars you're going to get. I mean, that's that's just part of it. So maybe we are going to have a $4 million more acre deal that we're going to have to handle here in a report sometime at somewhere from USDA that is going to be negative on the market. But every one of those acres they add is probably meaning that there's a reduction in the yield. But my guess is they won't reduce the yield until at least the September, if not the October report. Well, on that good news, it's it's not it's not really that negative. I, I just, you know, it's it's and, and I will agree with, with my commodity friend. You know, when you're sitting at $7 and you're sitting at $16, it's hard to rally because uh, you're up there anyway. But at least we're sitting at close to $7 and close to $16. That's kind of what, that's kind of how he was looking at it anyway. Well, hey, talking about the weather, smartest audience in agriculture. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate all the shares. We'll talk again tomorrow.